In this day and age, everybody and everything is woke, woke, woke. Even sports talk. And that's why we call bullshit. Welcome to Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. A sports podcast by regular dudes for regular dudes. We'll give you a break from all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. From high school to the pros, we're talking about it. Red-blooded American. Loud. Loud. Real. And raw. raw. Patriot Sports Radio. With your hosts, Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in. It's Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. Holy shit, big doings. This is a big week for us. We got the impossibly handsome John Shirley out in Denver. John, how are you? Good. Everything's on fire, but we're making do. Stadium's on fire. My building's on fire last night, but we're making it happen. Look, the important thing is that American flag behind you is intact. And our adult supervision is back, so we might even stay on track today. The coach, Coach C, how you doing? I'm good. Doing great. Doing great. Thanks. Outstanding. We're pretty happy right now because there was no delay in Coach's response. It's awesome. You know what else is awesome? Chris, our producer, is awesome. I wake up every day at a distinct advantage over most people in the world because this guy's my best friend. Three workaholic insomniacs could not accomplish what this guy gets done. It's crazy. So he's been just out there pounding the pavement, getting us guests. We got all kinds of great shit lined up for you. Next week is basically going to be USFL week. We're going to really get into it. Talk about the teams. All the games are going to be played in Birmingham. There's some rule changes. There's all kinds of cool shit to get into. One thing I wanted to address before we got into all the sports and stuff today was last time, Chris just in passing mentioned that he went to Joe's Exotics multiple times and i need to hear just at least one story about that before i can go any further he waited till the end and then he's just like oh yeah i was there oh yeah no big deal like no no no. it is a big deal so back then i don't think that uh it didn't quite have the mm, reputation that it has today it was just a just a zoo (laughs) so we just went there look at the tigers ate pizza blah 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 they were the uh carnival carnival characters that work there and that's what they were carnival characters you know the same ones that we the same ones that you see at all your county fairs same guys but no i don't have any great stories it was just a regular old zoo but it wasn't though right (laughs) (laughs) but i'm old but it was found out now there was treachery going on at every turn absolutely hey i will say this about about that place there was an episode where uh you know oklahoma Famous for tornadoes, a tornado did come through. There, there was one that escaped. So the occasionally you'll see the uh, weathermen here that that describe the the tiger tornado of of whatever year that was. If you want to Google it, that's a real thing. It it actually there was a tornado that came through. One did escape and was loose for a couple of weeks. Wow! So yes. that's happened twice. One yes. was at Winniewood. Okay, and that's Joe Exotics, and that was when we were young. We were we were pretty young. We were younger. Yes. And then one yes, was very, pretty recent, and that was Tuttle. Yes, my my in laws actually live about uh, I want to say three four miles from there. Um, and uh, 
by the way, Tuttle, beautiful town, but uh, you would never know that, that that place was in it, but it is. It's just uh, south of Tuttle. Wild. True story. Tiger NATO. Check into it. Tiger NATO. What was first, Tiger NATO or Shark NATO? Did the Shark NATO guys steal the idea when they saw Tiger NATO? They could, they could have. That very well could be some copyright infringement going on. One was very much factual and a, a, a real event that was a sense of urgency of those in Grady County. Uh, one very much a farce played and out. And it was in a traumatic for a lot of people. Two totally different things. B movie this, classic. This guy was supposed to keep us on track. <laughs> Sorry. I just brought a little sense of factual to this story. And that's true. And here we are. Chris, can you look up the Toronto Blue Jays win total if that is posted? Because I recently found out they have to abide by Canadian regulations regarding COVID 19 vaccines. So any visiting player. Canadian law prohibits unvaccinated players on visiting MLB clubs from playing at Rogers Center in Toronto. These unvaccinated players will be placed on a restricted list when they visit Toronto and won't be able to take the field. They won't get service time. They won't get paid. They're just not on the team. I don't know if they're going to make an exception and let them let you bring up five or six guys if you have to go to Toronto. But that seems like a real distinct advantage depending on who's not getting vaccinated. If you have the equivalent of an Aaron Rodgers not playing, you know, they're going to win those games. Toronto Blue Jays, 86 and a half. I like that. Wow. 86 and a half seems really high. Does that strike anybody else as high? I heard it was 91. I wonder if they wow. know some. That's the second highest. Win. Wow. Look at the Dodgers, 102 and a half. They won a oh. 106 last year, didn't they? I wouldn't touch that. That makes me want to take it, just how scary it is. No. Did it just, oh. The Toronto one seems gold. Yeah. 86 and a half. You figure, what, five COVID wins in there. So the number's really 81 and a half in my mind. That also might affect the NBA. So uh, right now in the East, as part of the play-in tournament, right now it looks like the the Nets are going to be playing the Raptors. And even though New York just kind of sh- struck down the law where now Kyrie Irving can play, but if they have to go up to Canada, he can't play. So that, that'll also impact some NBA playoffs. And this is going to out any baseball player who's unvaccinated, who doesn't really feel like talking about it because, you know, why is Juan Soto not playing? Well, he's NL, but still it has to be because he's unvaccinated or they're going to make up some bullshit, you know, injuries. It's got a quad strain. Yeah, you don't hear too much about MLB players who aren't vaccinated. There are some, obviously, uh, but you don't hear too much about them. So are you going to get in on that? you going to get in on I that think Toronto so. uh, futures bet? What's the Cubs right now? Where are they at? How many wins? Yeah, let's get real on some contenders here and talk about the Cubs. <laughs> oh, gosh. You, you win 60, you lose 60. No, they just spent a bunch of money. I bet that number is inflated, 73 and a half. You're kidding me. 73 wins is Are what, you the, on what it is. 2021. There we go. See, I thought it was 91 and a half. Here we go. Real dramatic scrolling. <laughs> if you get to the Orioles, you've gone too far. Hey, I, I got an interesting thing on the Orioles. Actually, so now that you say that, I just saw it the other day and was going to send it to you guys. I thought it was fascinating. Tyreek Hill 
His new contract is the same as the entire Orioles payroll this season. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Hate to say it, but it seems about right. <laughs> yep. Who's going to bring more dollars into your uh, franchise coffers? All the players on the Baltimore Orioles or Tyreek Hill? His jerseys alone might be enough to pay for the Orioles payroll. I, I got to be honest with you. You know, I, I mean, this is some uh, gloom and doom pessimistic talk for the uh, the month of March, guys. I mean, you're already dooming these these young guys. Hey, out of every uh, every pile of crap, man, there's something there's something worth having. I mean, uh, I kind of I kind of dig the Baltimore Orioles, and and I may get on that. What is their total? Sixty and a half. What did you say? 60.5. I like the over. I am going to go on record right now. Take the over. Take the over. It's a sure thing. I'm scudding the books. Take the over. (laughs) They got some hitters. I'm taking the over at 60 and a half, and I'm taking the Orioles. I just traded in some, uh, not all of it, but some of my Cubs blue for uh, some uh, black and orange. I'm in. I don't have an AL team. There you uh, go. My second, my second team is Orioles. also a shitty AL team, and that's the A's. Beautiful uniforms. Love. Could be just <laughs> yeah. for the hat. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have the best. You got to have a second hat. That... I promise you, I'll own an Orioles hat a pretty near future. I just, just bought one because I'm going to cash in. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that. Take your winnings and purchase the memorabilia with it. Exactly. I don't know. Those Dodgers home whites are about as good as it gets, I think. That's a beautiful uniform right there. Before they get any dirt on them. Uniforms are a whole sh- show of their own. <laughs> yep. Like can, on Jackie Robinson Day when they're day. all wearing 42 and the Dodgers whites. Oh, that's good stuff. That's a clean look. That's it's just a clean some, look. That's just some baseball purest good stuff. Eric, would you care to uh, take the under on the Orioles? Maybe we could uh, put a notebook pizza down or perhaps a broad on that. All right. I like it. I like action. I'll throw the gauntlet I, down right here on this show. Right I, here in March. I'll be the I'll be the uh, anti Orioles villain here. I'll celebrate all hundred losses, hundred and two losses. <laughs> Won't happen. Won't we'll, happen. We'll keep a they're, running. We'll keep. I'm a pretty sure that. Uh, pretty sure they're going to bring in. Uh, what is it, Lou? Lou from Tire Warehouse to manage, and uh, we're going to put together a squad. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be the bad news bears. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll get Kelly, and uh, we'll be ready to go. I I think we need to settle on what a gambling unit is for our podcast. Is it a sausage I, link? I, I totally agree. Is it um, is it a Chick Fil A sandwich? One unit. <laughs> really going to a think tank on that one? Yeah, it has to be a it's something that's going to fill you up, like a pizza sized portion, a burrito. I think it should be regional too. I mean, regional. like, uh, if, yep. obviously, if we're up north, it's got to be a brat. But if we're in Denver, are we going with the omelets out there? Everybody who moves to Denver is just like, it's great. You know, the food here sucks, though, right? That's it's because everybody from Chicago moves here and they're like, oh, yeah, that one restaurant that everybody thinks is good. It sucks. It's don't bother. It's garbage. They don't know how to make a good deep dish pizza out here. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Their beefs suck. Pizza sucks. Tacos. eh. Let me tell you what Denver's got going for it. One thing Denver does have, they make a badass omelet. 
You want omelets? You go to Denver. I have a real problem with the Denver omelet. It doesn't have cheese. <laughs> I ordered a Denver omelet at a restaurant once, and it came to the table, and I'm like, where is the cheese? And they're like, oh, it's a Denver omelet. The fuck are you talking about? Every omelet has cheese. It's right. Cheese is assumed when you order an omelet. I was uh, I was outraged. So now I get the Western omelet. Not in the Rocky Mountains, sir. Cheese is not a guarantee. Nice no, try, pal. <laughs> nope. No shit. I, I'm believing this. The food sucks take now. Now that I'm realizing they don't even put cheese on their goddamn omelets. Oy. That's a real deal. You know what else I heard? Mike Francesa is going to have his own podcast and or betting show. He is partnered with Bet Rivers. For my benefit, I've heard the name a lot. I mean, he's an asswipe. I know that much about him. But who is he? He is a stalwart in New York sports radio. He was, I mean, he was on with Mike and the Mad Dog. And when did they start? The 80s, maybe? Oh, yeah. 80s? Not, yeah, probably 80s. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he he's had kind this, of yeah, like this entitled dude. Yeah. Now he's an old man who's set in his ways and he's never wrong. And then he says some shit on air like his. My favorite recent one is he went on a whole thing about how Shohei Otani sucks and he's glad the Yankees don't have him because he's, you know, not going to work out, et cetera. And then when callers call in and say, hey, Mike, you know, you, he'll respond with, I never said that. And he's notoriously very bad at picking games. So what I've decided to do is I'm going to take $100 American and I'm going to deposit it on the my bookie account and when he starts this show and starts giving out his picks i'm just gonna bet the opposite side of all mike francesa's picks and i'm pretty sure after two years we can retire off of that i'll retire off of this before naji harris retires from football he says i'm i'm eager to join a partnership with uh bet rivers joining the bet rivers team will allow me to share my passion for sports in a variety of new ways while at the same time providing valuable sports betting advice to fans in New York and in Bet Rivers and play sugar house markets throughout the country. I can't wait. I can't find a start date for this thing, but I will have my ear to the ground. There's a Twitter account called Back After This that just goes over all the shit he's gotten wrong. It's great. Have you seen that 30 for 30, Coach? 30 for 30 on who? On Mike and the Mad Dog. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. Um, I wonder what his take on the Orioles is. I'll tell you that we we probably need to look into that. Let me tell you, I'm on board this Orioles bandwagon now. You have got me fired up. Anyhow, no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But thirty thirty is an amazing show. Ric Flair, by the way, put it no. in the archives. Put it in whatever it costs. Buy it. They're so good. Like everything else ESPN does is garbage, but the 30 for 30s are are very good. Absolutely. They should stick with those. They should have a whole channel that just runs those. The Marcus Dupree one was amazing. Yeah. The one about Sorry. the broke athletes was great. Oh, yeah. If They're you ever want to get severely depressed, do the Ohio State one with uh, Jim Tressel and uh, the guy who ripped out his knee. Gosh. I watched that on Christmas Day with my dad one time. I was just like, I need a palate cleanser. Oh, what what is his name? What was what is that guy's name? Ripped out Maurice of the Sugar Bowl, wasn't it? Mar- yes. yes. Gosh, and it's he, like he had a cup of coffee with the Broncos, and that was about it. 
yeah, he was about to be the next thing. That was one of the best national championships, too. That was uh, 01 Miami. That's when Miami used to actually be Miami. Uh, they had some they had some crazy good talent. They had Dorsey at quarterback. They had that tight end who's now in prison for molesting old women. Yeah, exactly Kellen Winslow. That, that was that Kellen was Winslow. Winslow. That's right. Yeah. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. That was yeah. his thing. Yeah, he's what in jail. He's a work. He's a soldier. You don't you don't realize when you're cheering these guys on that they're fucking dozen times over rapists. Like Darren Sharper, Packers safety, Super Bowl champion. Find out he's been you know, putting Xanax in girls' drinks and raping them the whole time, telling his friends, telling his friends, oh, she owned the potion. Like, telling his friends that he's drugging these women. Just out, absolute garbage pile, this guy. And, you know, I'm sitting on my couch like, hey, he picked another one off. That's awesome. Look at it. This guy's great. No. <laughs> That's why, you know, people all worked up about Deshaun Watson. Do your fucking research. Yeah, let's talk about that. Not to not to wallow in the darkness, but here's the here's the bright light is they put him through the paces yesterday. Some of the quotes it was just like, "Wow, the whole thing is still very weird." Yeah, I think it was cathartic for all the reporters and all the blue check marks. I got to say the weirdest thing for me about that deal is the still the looming Baker Mayfield situation in Cleveland and how how they've got themselves into that deal Watson is their guy they still have this guy on the roster you know and that's huge here because everybody you know is is Baker lovers down here but you know I I I was kind of hoping that he might show up you know wearing a disguise and ask some hard questions in the back of the room yesterday or something but anyhow no I I don't know Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens you know with him going forward I don't know you know what his marketability is but I know it's it's fallen like a rock. He, I think he really thought he was a lot cooler than he really is. I don't know. Uh, I think he was kind of all chips in it in on making it to Indianapolis, and that kind of blew apart. So, uh, you know, not to not to defend Baker Mayfield, but, I mean, he I, there is some sense of entitlement that I'm sure he has for winning a playoff game for the first time in 26 years, for turning around a franchise that, I mean, I, I'd be pissed too. At the same time, he's still Baker Mayfield and and probably overdoes it. But if you remember last year, they they cut off the contract talks. He got injured. It all left a really bad taste in his mouth. And I get that. But Baker Mayfield really just reached his ceiling there. I I don't think somebody of his size and his abilities is really going to be the guy that leads into the future for the next five years. He's just going to get beat up. Well, that was kind of the thing that 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 was missing from sports talk here is. You know, I I don't necessarily know that a change of scenery doesn't do him well. I mean, you know, they talked a little bit about, you know, I think uh, one of the sports guys, the sports talk guys here brought up about, you know, uh, him going to a place like uh, Tampa Bay and being behind a Brady. But his ego wouldn't allow that, I'm sure. But that would do him some good. Um, A change of scenery on on even to Seattle, I think, would do him some great there's still some tread left on the tires. And I think that he, in the right situation, he thrives in the underdog role anyways. I mean, if there's one thing that you know about that dude, he is, he lives on the underdog and people thinking that he can't. And uh, yeah, if he, if he was to go to the right fit in Seattle and, and with Pete Carroll and his laid back style of coaching, maybe that, maybe that's a recipe for success. I don't, I don't know, but 
it's definitely interesting the situation that the Browns, in true Browns fashion, have have managed to to mess that up. And 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 I don't I don't know where it goes from here. It'll be interesting in the next couple of weeks to see where he he lands. Go ahead. I was going to say, who would you take, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? Ooh, if you're Seattle or any team for that matter, I don't know. It's pretty close. I I, I don't know. I, I'll give you another one: uh, Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston. Hey, hang on, hang on. What what do we get, Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G? Right? Yeah, I, I'm taking Baker Mayfield this year. I think he's going to come gonna out. Be he's going to have something to prove. Now, this kid will play yeah. if he's got a chip on his shoulder. And this this is a real chip. He's not making well, this up. He he's not wanted right now. People are fucking snubbing his ass. Now he's going to come out. And Jimmy G, he's fucking porn stars. He hey, let me ask fuck. you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen the ceiling for Baker Mayfield yet? Have we seen the ceiling? That's my question. I, I feel like we have because, I mean, he's got nothing but weapons around him. I, he, he's not going to find a better situation. Okay. That's a valid point. You're not going to find a, a back who's going to give you a stacked box like that as much as Nick Chubb is going to. That is a valid point. Baker Mayfield is a head quarterback, right? So he goes as his mental state goes. And I think his head's a little blown up there in Cleveland when they draft him number one. And I think going, you know, getting snubbed like Texas Tech did to him and then going to OU or going to Seattle with the Steve Carroll, you know, they're just going to feed off of each other. And I think you're going to get a good year out of him. I'm not saying you'll get two, but I think he's going to come me, out and he's I mean, going to have some. Where is the possible landing spots besides Seattle? Is Who else needs a quarterback that hasn't already secured one? I mean, where where what are we There's talking? There's got to be a list out there. Somewhere. I mean, tell tell me what tell me where where we're even talking about 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 him going besides Seattle. Now it was wide open there for a while. I mean, is what's Atlanta got? Are they going to go ahead and draft the the kid uh, the kid out of Pittsburgh or what? What are they doing? Because they got rid of Matty Ice. Yeah, they signed Mariota the same day. Oh, Mariota. That's right. They did. They took Mariota. So you, Carolina, maybe maybe an NFC. NFC Carolina and Baker have expressed mutual disinterest for each other, whatever that means. This is a humbling experience for him. He's got teams coming out saying we don't want him. Well, and, and a month ago, it wasn't that way. Remember a month ago, it was a sort of a honeymoon. It was a, it was a, Hey, thanks Cleveland for having me. And uh, by the way, uh, on my way out of town, I'm going to, give you guys a, a shout out and a billboard and I'm headed out to someplace to start and be a contender. I, I honestly think he put all his chips in the center on, on, on Indianapolis and Indianapolis like Stafford kind of played that violin and then went, uh, yeah, by the way, we're going with the better guy in, um, from Atlanta. I don't know outside of Seattle. Do you go and have him hold a clipboard? Because that would do him some good, but I don't know if he'll do that. You know, what I mean, might work is, well, no, I was going to say San Francisco. Guy? The Jets got Zach Wilson. They believe in him. That's right. That's right. They got, he looks they like got he's that. 14, but they think he can win games. What's, okay, what's Houston doing? <laughs> Talking about the cellar dwellers? Where's Houston I at? Think, I think Houston is act, actively trying to lose. I may have bet, I think, can't remember, Baker to Houston is plus 1,200, which seemed ridiculous to me. So they're the, they're, they're the front runner. Houston, Houston has... Somewhat of a talent in Davis Mills. Davis Mills is not god awful. He looked pretty good. I hear it all the time that Davis Mills is better than you expect. So they might roll the dice on him. I don't know that they would want Baker to come in. I really do see Seattle as a fit just because 
Pete Carroll's, a, I've listened to some podcasts with him. He's a really rah-rah guy. He's a big, big culture guy. Baker is a very hard worker. He's He's got the personality that I feel like those two could be a, an interesting battery of talent. But I, I don't see a lot of people lining up for somebody who's undersized and big character with a chip on their shoulder other than somebody like a Pete Carroll. Or maybe he goes to the Saints. You never know. Seattle is the prohibitive Prohibitive favorite at minus 150. Cleveland is plus 350. Houston is plus 1600. So apparently that's not happening. I mean, his ego took um, a hit. He's not staying there. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Isn't that a very Cleveland thing to do to go ahead and leave him there and muck it up for everything great that they've got going on? I mean, just the the guy in the corner in, in, in the dark suit that just hates everybody. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a very Cleveland way to – to have that sort of overlooming for the season that they have. And then maybe, you know, he gets suspended for several games and Baker comes in and wins one and, and it just turns into an implosion. That just sounds like uh, uh, all the ingredients of Cleveland to me. But, uh, yeah, I don't, he's got to get out of there. And, 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 and it won't do him bad. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if he could go to any other place and not have some success and, and, and do some good things. So I've got a quarterback. Tell me, tell me where I'm wrong on this. Why haven't we heard anybody trying to go after Jared Goff? Like he's not bad. He's not going to succeed in Detroit. He doesn't have the weapons. I'm, and again, obviously there's probably a reason for it. I just don't understand why more teams wouldn't try to lure Jared Goff. Is it the money? I I don't know what it is, but I'd take somebody like Jared Goff over Baker Mayfield. That contract seems bad, but. It seemed bad at the time. It doesn't seem bad now because the price goes up every year. But another thing Cleveland could do is keep Baker in the, you know, keep him sitting there on the bench for when Watson gets suspended, play him and then release him after everybody's musical chairs have stopped and he's got no real options, then send him out into the cold. That's what the Browns will do. We're going to trot you out until the next guy is ready. By the way, get your shoulder fixed because we're going to need you for six weeks. I don't know how much Dan Campbell likes Jared Goff. I could see him going upstairs and saying, can you get me somebody who fucking plays football like a man? Towards the end of the season, he started giving it up at the press conferences. Like, yeah, we got to have, we got to have better quarterback play or we can't, we can't be giving the ball away. You know, he'd start subtly saying, you know, it's Jared's fault. I can see them maybe, uh, you know, every day there's a trade. Why not? Cleveland going to bite off on Goff's contract to, to stand behind Watson to to play for six weeks? I mean, I don't – does that get them in a better spot financially? I don't know what that contract is, but, you know, you're right. The market has gone up on quarterbacks, so uh, that would be definitely interesting to talk about about that particular thing as far as, you know, the Lions are – you know, they've got the right guy to rebuild. The Lions are doing some good things up there. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Campbell ship him off and, and trot out a, a journeyman or something, you know. I mean, I, I I like Campbell, and I like what he's doing up there. Um, they, they, they play for him, and they play hard. And somebody that doesn't play hard, he's not going to have much patience for, nor, nor should he. So does the Pittsburgh kid end up in the top three? Or would this going to be the first draft in many years where we have three the top three picks and there's no quarterback? They're they're saying that it's going to be in the twenties before a quarterback gets really? picked. 
and he's the guy. He is the number one quarterback in the draft. Am I right? Yeah, but it's not a quarterback draft. It's a wide receiver draft. Right, right. Next year is the quarterback. Chris, can you pull up the draft, like the draft projections for who's going where? What does Jacksonville need? I mean, is Aiden Hutchinson for sure the guy? Well, DNs usually don't flop. Am I right? I mean, the only one that even comes to mind is like a Jadavian Clowney because he gets hurt. Uh, DNs don't usually flop. I think you got to go DN if you're if you're them. Yeah, Clowney made a lot of money off that one tackle, didn't he? When he blew up the line, man, he fucking cashed in on that. Where, where were they playing? University of Louisiana Monroe. Actually, I think they were playing somebody good. He he actually made that tackle, and then people forget he blew out his knee completely right after that. Right after that, and he missed a bunch of time, and there there was questions about him. But that particular tackle seemed to seem to get everybody oh. so excited that they didn't care. His agent had that thing running on a loop for a yep. month. Yep. <laughs> and it was a good team. It was Michigan, which I love to see. Yeah, no, Aiden Aiden Hutchison is is looks like the guy in everything that I'm seeing. Um what I'm what I'm on right now is a you know NFL.com projection and they're they're talking about uh Aiden Hutchison and then uh you know they've actually got the the Willis kid from the from Liberty as the top quarterback in the draft, which is odd. I, I see don't the know. odds that's, here. Malik Willis wild. had such a good pro day, he's now the favorite for uh, first quarterback. That's uh, this particular one I'm looking at here has the Lions taking him at two. Now wow. that would be amazing. This one we're That's looking f- at has the Lions taking a safety, which I believe Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame. Dame. I believe that yeah, would be he's the, a stud. That's the sure. highest anybody's ever taken a safety too. Sure. Has to be. I mean, What's he better it? be Ed Reed. Absolutely. <laughs> he's a ball hawk for sure. I watch, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I watch him. He's, he's a stud just has a nose for the ball. seems to be everywhere. Really impacts the game. Takes a lot of pressure off the rest of the defense. It's he. I, I was not shocked to see him in the top ten. Two is pretty high, though. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a safety not in the SEC and you're getting that kind of smoke, you must be. You must be doing something. I don't understand why you can't predict defensive backs in the draft. Like some of these guys, Green Bay has drafted, like Josh Jackson out of Iowa. He was the best corner in the country. I was so pissed off when they took Jair first, and then they took Jackson. After that, I didn't I didn't think he'd still be there. I'm like, what are you doing taking this kid from Louisville? Get the fucking tall kid from Iowa who's snagging everything. And then he gets to the league, and he's, eh, not very good. Then some of these guys, they come from, like Nick Collins came out of Bethune-Cookman and just took the league by storm. It seems like some positions you can project and some you can't. And there's just something about, cornerbacks that maybe it's because it's so mental and it's so much about confidence that they get up get up there and they can't can't handle it i don't know coach you coach players what's it's going a on de- defensive class i mean i'm as i'm going down the roster here i mean there's there's a there's several edge rushers here that that are they're phenomenal that are going to go in the first oh we'll take three four in in three or four deep and on the edge rushers and in in, in, the, in the first round i mean there's some real beast in there in here off the edge. I mean, you've got the, the what the kid out of uh, Oregon, the Thibodeau kid. You've got, uh, you know, the, the obviously the number one. Um, you've got the kid from Georgia, Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Gosh, Georgia has about 15 dudes that are dudes. I mean, 
and and I'll tell you the most interesting one that that I like is uh, besides the the Walker kid, which will probably go, he'll end up off the edge. He he maybe end up the first one taken, but I mean the Jordan Davis kid. Gosh, that guy. That's that's going to be fascinating to watch. How does a man that big? I mean, just that that guy lift the combine up too. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. And I watched him some this year. He has, he's an impactful player. I feel like the kid takes some downs off, but I guess it, when you're that big, you can. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to recharge the batteries a little bit. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He's like a grizzly bear in a football helmet. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's almost like the football gods just hit pause on quarterbacks and said, we're going to even this out a little bit. Right. You're going to have we're, right. like, obviously, it's a wide receiver class, but I mean, it is dead for quarterbacks this year. And it's funny how like it's been such a quarterback league. I'll be interested to see if uh, if we start to see a little bit of a pendulum shift because you're seeing so much talent come out on the defense. Well, speed is definitely the key. And all of these guys can move, you know, the. We could do a whole show on the difference in defensive players, you know, five years ago, even just, you know, a few years ago. And now there it's, you know, speed is definitely the key. One thing I've anecdotally recognized in defensive backs, having, having played one at a very low level is success seems to come from those who are uh, super fast and super angry, something about an angry corner. And they're almost like, uh, the redheaded stepchild of the wide receiver where they weren't good enough to catch pro balls. So now they're playing defense. But I mean, if you go through some of the the best DBs, they're all just, just piss and vinegar. They're just angry human beings. Yeah. I guess every corner is a receiver who was told to go over there. I often wonder where I, I, I often wonder where the safeties are, you know, back, back in the early, early days, you know, Safety was was pretty much the uh, the the most athletic linebacker that you had, and you, you moved him to the back. You know the the Ronnie Lots of the world and people like that, and and now it's yeah, it's it's become a forgotten position because that you know, and and I guess it's with the, with the spread and and as fast as the receivers have gotten, those guys are a little bit underrated. But you know, you think about you know some of those guys that 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 came through that were amazing you know safety is another position that that they've they've changed and altered it's almost like another you know the the run support has become different I guess uh, as far as you talk about defenses and lining up and stopping them yeah I've made the argument in the past that the defensive safeties are the best athletes in the world um in terms of size speed and just having a nose for the ball. I mean, like you remember John Lynch. Uh, I mean, they're just yeah. built a little bit different. They're kind of a hybrid of linebacker and, and corner. And when they go head hunting, it, it. I mean, that's where NFL hits came from was linebackers and safety, exactly. especially safeties on a post route. Those were the days of like '90s and mid 2000s. That was the heyday of safeties. Just crazy athletes. Of all the times to exist on this earth, I got to be alive when Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu were playing in the NFL. Not bad. I'll give you one before that, a guy named Chuck Cecil that rewrote the rule books. I mean, <laughs> they ran him out of the league. Chuck Cecil was, was I mean, he, they, they, he literally changed the league because he was putting people out of the game on stretchers every week. They literally, he, he invented the crown of the helmet. 
That is one of my <laughs> earliest football memories is seeing him on the sideline with the blood running down his nose. And I, even as that, a young eight-year-old, I was like, damn, that's fucking cool. I bet that's what I, I That said, dude too. was a human missile. He was a human missile, and he would come like he was shot out of a cannon, and, and he, would, he would end people's world. He, was, the, a, he was a world ender. As the kids would say, if CTE was a person. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what he was. My childhood favorite defensive oh, player. He caved Bill in Romanowski. a teammate's eye socket at practice. Oh, him and Kevin Green were borderline professional wrestlers. They were professional wrestlers that played in the NFL. Oh, man. Those, those Steelers teams with Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green on either side, those were, those were some great football defenses. A Romanowski was like Rod a traveling... Woodson. He was like a traveling bad guy. Like every every two years, he'd go to a different team and he'd have a new persona. Yeah, he was like the NFL's Bill Lambeer. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was in uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Wasn't he, he in Longest Yard fights. with Adam Sandler? There was yeah, Bill Goldberg. He was. Uh, no, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sorry. He was in yeah, it. Yeah. There were a couple pro former pro athletes, and I'm trying to remember now, but I mean, you just saw these dudes. Michael and, yeah, yeah. Michael that Irvin. Was a great movie with Cheeseburger Eddie. He was the, definitely the best character. You got to protect your McNuggets. <laughs> yep. I got the fries that will cross your eyes. <laughs> I I'll talk about safeties all day. That's all I did when I played Madden. I'd immediately well the first thing was trade a first round pick for Ed Reed and then play as Ed Reed every down the whole time. Yep. The first the first jersey sports jersey I ever owned was a. Pittsburgh Steelers Rod Woodson jersey. A girlfriend stole it from me. She I, she borrowed it and then broke up with me, probably just to get my sweet starter jersey. First jersey I ever had is random. Greg Lloyd of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> nice. And then I got Cordell Stewart because I was uh, rebelling against Bears fandom. I was a Steelers fan until about fourth grade. You have Cordell Stewart uh, pro or did you have the Colorado? Uh, I wish Colorado, but no, I, Slash, he was the man in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. We're talking about Pittsburgh. They had one of the greatest safeties of all times with beautiful hair. Palomalu. Yeah. yeah. He, had, he had the best hair ever. Yeah. I mean, he's the smartest guy on the field most of the time. Unless Peyton Manning was on the field with him, Troy Palomalu was most likely the smartest man on the field. He, he was always at a like dead he just sprint. just knew what was going to happen. Dead sprint right to the ball. Three steps ahead of everybody yeah. else. Yeah. He'd jump over the line as the ball was transferring from the lineman to the quarterback. Of all the safeties, he was probably the most mentally stable, too. He didn't have a screw loose the way, you know, some of these other guys did. No. Yeah, from snap to whistle, he was a psycho. But but he seems like the kind of guy who, you know, everybody who knows him describes him as a as a gentle giant. I got a, you know, we're talking about some 50-year-old guys. I got a list of active players who have moved around who due to tournaments and, you know, killer camels we just haven't gotten to. Do you guys want to run through some of these NFL uh, roster moves? Let's get a rundown. Would you like to do that with me? Okay. Tyreek Hill, he admitted that he went to the place that gave him the most money. I hate Tyreek Hill, but I respect that move. They asked him, like, what about Kansas City? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, feelings, et cetera. But when somebody offers you a big bag of money, your feelings change. So, all right. But he's a 28-year-old super fast guy who's five foot eight. I think in 
two years when he's not a super fast guy anymore, he's going to be a really burdensome contract on that franchise. So Miami's in win now mode, huh? Yep. Uh, they're going to need love- more than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got Tua too. I mean, come on, come on. man. What are we talking what? about here? Oh, you know what I'm smelling? I'm smell. I smell what you're doing here. You're baiting me. You're baiting me here. I, what's the over and under win total on the Dolphins? We'll put another one on the line. I'm I'm oh, ready no. today. No, what I was doing <laughs> is I was laying the groundwork to to sell uh, Tua in our dynasty league at a high price. <laughs> you're, you're, trying, you're trying to sell high. I I, I think now's the time. <laughs> I think that's a bad marriage, him and Tua. If as long as I mean, you cover the intermediate route if they're going to do some drags and whatever with him. You know, you cover that is easy for me to say. We're talking about Tyreek Hill. But the deep ball, I don't know if that's going to be much of a threat. I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling catches more touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes this year than fucking Tyreek Hill does from Tua. Well, that's what I, I, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, let's not, let's not discount the coaching difference here. Now, how much of the – how much of – the usefulness. Don't get me wrong. Tyreek Hill is a is, is a talent. How much of the usefulness of his is X's and O's from from the guy on the sideline that put him in great situations in a great offense, and he's going to a mediocre at best, and that's a definite coaching drop off. I mean, not to worry at all. Yes, Andy Reid is a genius, but according to Tyreek Hill, Mike McDaniel is quote a dope guy, and he sounds like Shrek. So I think we're good. I think he's going to be fine. Wait, who's the coach in Miami now? Mike McDaniel, the guy who said he was only going to consider teams from legal weed states. Urban Meyer. Urban, Urban Meyer and Harbaugh, I think, were in the interview process, and they went with this guy who wants to legalize weed. Urban Meyer <laughs> is now, in the weirdest thing of all time, Urban Meyer is now on the board of some charity. I saw that. I saw that. Oh, are we saving face? Hey, my question on that was what kind of scrub tech organization has said, okay, <laughs> all right. It's almost like, uh, like when you, when you get canned, uh, pulling the Bill O'Brien and going to, to coach with Saban, <laughs> Saban, we're going to try to go into, to circle the wagons mode and join a board of a charity. Weird. Yeah. We're going to put you through the image car, the public image car wash. Yeah, which I mean, is if that's happening, hats off to somebody who's telling him to make the right moves. But goodness, <laughs> no, at all. <laughs> Back to our free agency rundown. Speaking of uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, he got thirty million dollars for three years. That tells me they intend to use him as like the X receiver, unless they plan to use Hardman. But he's a fast down the field guy. If he could catch the ball, <laughs> I mean, say, he could be a dude with Mahomes. Going to teach him how to catch. Rodgers used to underthrow him a lot. Mahomes ain't going to oh. do that. I seen oh. it happen. I seen Come it happen. Come on, man. Come on, seen man. Seen it happen guy, multiple times. When he used first to came back, Rodgers only underthrown three people in his entire life. Two of them were in practice. Move on. Move uh, on. The guy can't catch. Let's see. Uh, did you see Carson Wentz in that? Sorry, I was confusing Doug Peterson to Jacksonville. Ah, yes. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is coaching Jacksonville. That's right. He's the guy. Boy, I just can't 
bring myself to, I still don't see them as a real franchise. Maybe it's the colors or the logo or something. They don't fit in with like the Colts and the Steelers and the Cowboys in my brain. The, I don't the, think they've the been Panthers. a contender since Coughlin left town. They had that one flash in the pan year uh, where they made it to the AFC Championship, right? And then uh, blew it up. Yes. Well, and, and people forget. People forget about that team. The reason they made it to the championship was not because they were that good. Their defense was phenomenal. And, 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 and the, un, the, the unwritten steal of this offseason is the dadgum Steelers getting Miles Jack. I love that guy. And I don't know how in the world that that wasn't talked about more, but that that guy is a player, and he was the heart and soul of that 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 team that year. Yeah, they had a defense that was killer, and and people forget about that. They got Ingram from the Chargers the same way, just sort of real sly like that. Just brought him onto the roster, and now we're a little better. It's kind of how they do business. They know how to build a team over there. That's why people thought they'd get Watson. I don't know. I was hoping they'd get Watson because I bet them to win the Super Bowl. That ticket's dead now. Thank you, Mitch. (laughs) Tomlin ain't dealing with that. I read, hey, Chris, can you look and see if you can find, did Devontae Adams buy a house in Las Vegas like last year? Because that's what I had seen on the interwebs, but I couldn't find any proof of it. Like I think they, they just gave him what he wanted. I think that was just the team hooking him up. Understand, though, if that's the case, why was he so pissy on the way out talking about how, you know, he didn't find out like he wanted to find out, et cetera. I don't know. Coach, did you see any of that about Rodgers bitching about Aaron taking all the money and the, no. the team didn't uh, notify him? No, I, did. I mean, I saw the house deal that came up and I, I wasn't really sure if that was legit or not, but I'll tell you, you know, somebody should have been bitching about Rogers taking all the money. <laughs> I know I was. But anyhow, what what else? What 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 other guy we got while we're waiting on Chris? What, what I else think you got? he, I think he knew he was taking all the money too. And at that this point, he was just like, I don't give a fuck. I I, I hope that's not his plan. I, I I just that whole deal. I mean, we always seem to circle back to that. But I I I am baffled as to what his grand vision is for the Packers because without restructuring your contract like everybody else every other quarterback that wins I don't know how they're going to get there I don't know I don't know what they're going to do or and they're not making moves right now they're notoriously and historically not making offseason moves so they, they are we are we building in the draft is that what we're doing I mean I which again they're, they they got a lot for what they got back we we seem to like I said always circle back there I don't know I'd like to know what the grand plan is. I'd like to be in that room um, and, and see because I, I know they do have a plan. Um, they always do. Yeah, maybe his plan is just to walk away from it like the Joker in the hospital and just blow the shit up. Maybe. That's a maybe. good analogy. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, like Devonte bought a house March 4th, it says. March 4th. When the rumor came out that Rogers told Adams and other soon-to-be free agents to go get your money, I'm not coming back, maybe that actually happened. And maybe maybe that's when Devontae bought his $12 million house in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, he is buying the house, but that doesn't mean anything. That's what the article said that came out. 
Um, who else do I got? Zedarius Smith is uh, going to play for the Vikings. He joins a giant crowd of Packers who have now gone to Minnesota. Trevor Simeon to the Bears, which might be the he might be the quintessential Bears quarterback. Trevor Simeon is still kicking around the league, collecting checks. Good for him. Yeah. Now, of course, he's going to be the backup, but my goodness, I I can already see for some reason we go to Trevor Simeon because of an injury or something and just having the most miserable year ever. When I saw that, I was like, makes too much sense. It just feels like we're in some simulation where the Bears are just saddled with a C-minus quarterback who wins one game and then gives hope. That's the Bears' way. That's the Bears' way. Yeah. We made some deal with the devil. It feels like destiny. Let's not get gloom and doom. Let's remember a guy named, uh, what, Rex Rex Grossman that took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, turn that frown upside down, little buddy. Yeah. Sexy Rexy. You know, I lied to a girl at a Dave Matthews band concert and told her that I liked Rex Rex Grossman. And you still think about it to this day. How'd that work out for you? It worked out for me. So I mean, I'm talking about, I'm a, I'm a pro Rex Grossman guy. What venue? I went to the Super Bowl. Please tell me it was at Alpine. I saw Dave Matthews at Alpine two summers in a row. Did you go? The year that Rage Against the Machine played the day before and they tore the hill up completely. That was a rough one. I went in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, I think it was early. I think it was earlier, maybe. One descriptive term about any Dave Matthews venue, and that's uh, horny. A lot of horns. (laughs) There are a lot of young ladies in low rise jeans. All right. You guys want to you guys want to finish with an obscure news story? Hey, uh, real quick, before we finish and you give the shout outs and the plugs for the merchandise and all of that. You're doing that. You're the you're uh, the plugs guy. Hey, we, we lost a lost a great one this week in uh, Razor Ramon, uh, Scott Hall, the, the original bad guy. Uh, those of you guys who uh, watch a little WWE, especially uh, older guys like me will remember him as Razor Ramon. He was a he was a bad dude. Also, I'll give you another shout out if you if. If you're not, um, if you've never seen the resurrection of Jake the Snake on Netflix, go check it out. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's Scott Hall's actually in it, and uh, it's a great documentary on Jake the Snake Roberts and how pretty much uh, Diamond Dallas Page kind of uh, kept the guy alive. I mean, but uh, but uh, it, Scott Hall's in it, and it's actually stars Jake the Snake and Scott Hall both. Diamond Dallas Page is doing some great things. Yeah, he's got a whole yoga around. thing going. He's yes, helping a lot DDP of people. Yoga, yes. And I don't get paid by them or whatever, but I'm just telling you, it's an excellent documentary. Um, I would gladly endorse them if they started paying me. So if you're watching out there, DDP, I'm I'm your guy. Uh, it'll make you feel better if you put one of my shirts on. But whatever. Anyhow, Scott Hall. Yeah, we lost him. Razor Ramon, original bad guy. He was a he was a great dude. Pretty co-founder of the NWO. Yep. I was more of a fan of the NWO Wolfpack. That was my generation. He was them. That was him. That was Scott Hall and, and, and Kevin Nash. Sting was in there for a little bit. Sting was always my favorite. Oh, they had them all. They got all the greats. Great yeah. intro music, everything. Wolfpack, baby. Wolfpack. Okay. <laughs> all right. What did you have, producer Chris? I got a shout out to uh, my daughter. 
Reagan, a.k.a. Squish, won the championship last night, the Longfellow. Let's go. Middle School of Norman, Oklahoma, Let's Coach go. Tiff. Let's go, Lions. Yeah, huge season. My daughter's the catcher. Coach Tiff does a great job. You guys all know how awkward it is in junior high for kids, especially girls. It's just a really weird friggin' time. Everybody's going through puberty. Coach Tiff keeps these girls busy, keeps their heads on right, keeps their grades up, and uh, obviously keeps them squared away on the field. Because they, they rocked it. So, shout out to Clap the Longfellow Lions, Lions and my daughter, Squish. Congratulations. We love you. Absolutely. Patriots feel, Force loves you. I feel like any uh, fundraiser that, dollars guys. I've sent their way have gone to a uh, good cause now. They're winning. It's it's showing up on the on the score sheet. You know what? I wish there were odds on this. That kid's going to play in the Olympics. His daughter, Reagan, that girl can, can ball. She is a softball superstar, this kid. She's been playing with kids three, four years older than her the whole time. Just crushing it. Uh, I like it. Good stuff. I like That's it. great stuff. You know what My else? My son gave up a bomb this week to lose the game, by the way. Oh, gave no. Hasn't landed, hasn't landed yet. He, he hung a, he hung a change up and this guy tattooed it over the left field fence. I it's mean, getting, it's getting stickers on it. Like in Looney tunes. I'm telling you, the somebody was going to need a rocket it. up his ass to catch that one because he, he, this guy turned around on it and he hit it a mile and uh, yeah, they lost the game, lost it by two runs. He came in and gave up the, the salami there. Hey <laughs> coach, I'm cutting you off right now. I'm going to need you to, to rewind that a little bit and give some love to Cole because the guy's having a great season. Kid came in and, and, and struck out the side the next inning after that. Guy's <laughs> getting out maturity there looking around like Rod Come on, Beck talk with about the womb broom and the fastball. <laughs> I, I'm telling you what, this all started last week when he shaved the stash. He shaved the stash, coming off the wind, shaved the stash, and all three hairs got cut off, and he went back out there. He got shelled. And now we're now, I mean, I told him the other day, I'm like, you know what this means? It's, uh, you, you never shave with this, with, when, when you got things going your way, dude, no, you, don't, you, no. you, you don't shave to it. break a cold streak, whatever streak you got going on, shaving is going to break it. So you only do exactly. that when you're running cold. Exactly. I, I, I told him we've got to find our identity again. I don't know what you're going to do. I mean, pierce an ear or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Take some food dye, get a fake bloody sock going on. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So they're, uh, they're actually in, uh, in Tulsa today playing a little, uh, broken arrow in, in union and my, uh, game changer cut off, but they were trailing early. So we'll hopefully the, hopefully they came back. So, oh, it, oh it just updated. Doesn't look good for the mighty Millers, but it's, it's, uh, it's uh, bottom of the sixth, and they're trailing by two, but they do have a runner on second. So there you go. Anyhow, moving on. There you go. Get them on. Get them over. Get them in. Go Millers. I got some great news after uh, the demise of our friend the camel. I have some great news about some wildlife justice that was served. Hank the Tank, the uh, five hundred pound black bear that you may have heard about living in Lake Tahoe. Has free. been accused of multiple break-ins. CNN, of course, fucking CNN, had him convicted. February 23rd, headline, Hank the Tank, a 500-pound bear, has broken into two more homes in California, police say. And then, in the caption, it accuses him of breaking into at least 28 homes in the Lake Tahoe area. So then, recently... 
two more, not the two I just brought up, two additional houses were broken into and people right away want to point the finger at old Hank. And Hank is like, look, I was fucking golfing. I wasn't even in Lake Tahoe, you know, proper at that time, you know, look elsewhere. So they're about to put Hank down. They're going to euthanize this poor bastard just because, you know, he's a little portly or whatever. And, you know, go out and incarcerate him. Didn't they go out and capture him for this? They came in on some, you fit the description shit and brought him in and they They were going to put him behind bars. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically freedom. Yeah, he's a he's a carnivorous Nelson Mandela is what he basically is. He's a he's a political prisoner who's being persecuted to the highest degree and all other bears are are getting a black mark on their name at this point. People are starting to talk about, you know, are Kodiak bears superior when really a black bear is not going to maul you like a Kodiak bear. So, put me on team black bears. Anyways, turns out This poor bear was about to be euthanized. Authorities believed Hank was the culprit and they were taking steps to put him down. But then they decided to look into these other break-ins and do some DNA testing. And wouldn't you know it? Turns out not only was it not Hank, these were female bears. They know this much from the DNA samples. The bears were female. It always is. Yeah. (laughs) Hank reportedly stood up in the courtroom and exclaimed, the bears were chicks, so suck my dick. <laughs> and he walked out of there. We love the you, defense Hank. Rests. Stay strong. Keep eating them Stay picnic strong, baskets. God damn it, you earned it. The defense hibernates. Yep. Hashtag f- Hank was right. <laughs> yeah. The defense hibernates. In another note, Hank's going to have a uh, Netflix documentary on wrongfully being accused here coming right. out next uh, spring. It's going to be like the Tinder swindler meets Tiger King. Why Why are we just killing animals for being animals? I know. Anytime a lion or a bear attacks somebody, we want to kill them. It's like, that's what they do. That's what they've been doing since before you put them in that cement cage. So. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried man. and Roy, yeah. not Pantel. Oh, damn it. Could you imagine being <laughs> at that show? You got you oh, happen awesome. to be at the one where it finally Get happened. Him. Get him. <laughs> oh, you got you, you gotta sort of root for him after all those years. Oh yeah. I mean you live with the these things? You go to sleep with a tiger next to you? You're insane. Who does that? Hey. Coach, I'm disappointing you today. I'm, you have got I'm us sorry. off the rails every which way a Sunday all I day know, long. You're supposed to be the adult in the house here, Coach. Hey, let me tell you guys what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the USFL, and we're going to crank this thing up, and we are going to get dive way into this starting oh, next oh, week. Football. We're going to cover these lines. We're going to figure gonna out some so trends, and we're going to start winning some money. We're going to have gonna some fun. We're going to be so goddamn rich Golly. off the Michigan Eric, Panthers, hey. dude. <laughs> License to print money. If if the Michigan Panthers don't cover this week, next week's picks are free. <laughs> I'm hungry. Let's call it. Chris, play the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. 
We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.